Hello, people of God, and welcome to the Ladder Habits podcast, powered by Sound Over Song, where we provide faith-based habits to sustain your future blessing. You know what I'm going to say? I am excited about today's episode, just like all the episodes, because I know that God is going to speak to you and minister to you through them. And so let's jump right into it right now. Uh, Today's uh, episode is called Kingdom Intimacy. And, you know, I think when we think of the word intimacy, especially in today's culture, we we automatically uh, associate it with physical uh, intimacy, with physical connection, sex, you know, other physical acts that that uh, we label as being intimate. But reality is intimacy, when I'm intimate with somebody, it's so much more than that. You know, my, my definition, my personal definition, not necessarily Webster's definition, but my personal definition of intimacy is intentional closeness. So I'm intentionally trying to be close to you in every way possible. You know, I've heard preachers say and other people say intimacy, the word intimacy can be broken down to into me see. And so, you know, when I'm wanting to be intimate with somebody, I'm, <clears throat> I'm wanting to be close. I'm wanting to, to know the deepest part of who they are. And, I'll, and then in turn, wanting them to know the deepest part of who I am. And, and reality is, is when we um, strive for this kind of intimacy in our relationships, it brings a unification and a oneness that becomes a powerful force against any opposition. So for example, if I, you know, when I strive for this kind of intimacy uh, with my wife, it then becomes a, an, a, an op- a powerful force against the enemy, against any opposition that would try to come and separate our marriage or separate our family. And, and so we have to understand that kingdom intimacy um, is then intentional closeness with other like-minded believers. And I know that may be a hard pill to swallow for those of you that are, are listening and watching, but we have to uh, understand that this is not just uh, a, a spiritual um, tool for us, but it is a command uh, from God or desire from, from God. He says in John 17, 11, now I am no longer in the world, but these are in the world and I come to you. He's talking about us that are in the world. Holy Father, keep through your name those whom you have given me that they may be one as we are one. And so the reality is, is that God wants us to be one. He wants to be intentionally close with other like-minded believers. He wants us to be able to, to share the deepest part of who we are with our brothers and sisters and then in turn for them to share that deep part of who they are. And, inter- and uh, the, 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 subsequently, what will happen is that then it becomes this force against the enemy, against the powers and the principalities of darkness. And so, you know, we have to understand that intimacy, especially kingdom intimacy, far exceeds a physical connection and it goes uh, into something deep uh, within us. And so all that being said, I want to uh, introduce and bring on our guest today, um, which I'm so excited uh, to, to, to introduce you and bring him on. Uh, he is a spiritual uh, mentor and father, him and, and his wife are spiritual mentors and father of uh, mothers to me and my wife, Pastor Jim Bruner. Jim, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Pleasure, pleasure is mine, Noah. 
So after 10 years as a Methodist pastor, Jim turned to traveling, being a uh, traveling minister, sharing the good news of Christ. He and Barb have four children and now enjoy four generations of children. Praise God. He graduated with a bachelor's degree from McMurray College in uh, Abilene, Texas, and a graduate degree from Perkins School of Theology at Southern Methodist in Dallas. He has helped pioneer numerous fellowships across the United States, Mexico, Nigeria, and Kenya. To this day, the Lord has enabled him to continue to uh, give funds towards these ministries he has pioneered. At 50, he suffered a cardiac arrest that doctors said would end his life in two months to two years. That was in 1985 when he was 50. Now, 35 years later, he is still going strong. Praise God, sharing the good news. He was a founding pastor along with Pastor John Castile of Grace to the Nations Fellowship in Tucson, Arizona, where he still attends. Today, he and Barb live in Tucson, enjoying the latter years of their life with family and friends. Again, Jim, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. And, you know, I, you've heard what I just said about intimacy and, and I, you know, I just want to open it up to you and, and, and let you just kind of dive into it. But what does, you know, what does kingdom intimacy mean to you and how have you seen it play out um, in the years of ministry um, that you've been in and, and what does it mean to you when you're talking about particularly about you and Barb's relationship and, um, and your family and, and, and all your other, uh, relationships. Well, no, that's, that is, um, the story of my life and Barb's. It's, it's a very personal thing. We've worked at it for 65 years and still working at it. It, uh, when we first married, uh, Noah, it was, we were, just teenagers. She was 18. I was 19. We were still wet behind the ears, but we were sure we loved each other. And one of the things that we discovered very early was if you're going to really support one another, it has to be total honesty and, and no secrets, which is hard very hard when you recognize your own weaknesses mm. and just have to ask your mate for help. But as I look back at the, our times together with Barb, especially in the early days when I was away at uh, school all the time, and uh, she, we were both going to wait for children until we both graduated from college, but as the Lord would have it, children came pretty quickly, and Barbara only got about a year and a half of college. But she supported me, and that always impressed me. She never really got the chance or really wanted to later to go back to college and finish her degree, which is, she's very talented in, in music. But she supported her husband at her expense. And uh, many times I get the accolades, but I know it's uh, it's both of us. So that's the way we started, and I highly recommend it. Matter of fact, I don't think there's any other way for a real happy and prospering marriage. 
So that's where we started, Noah. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 I and I love what you said that that you know really part of it is is an honesty and a transparency because uh, there's no other way. Right. You can't you know, I can't be close to you anybody whether it be a spouse or 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 you know a, a brother or sister in the Lord. I can't be close to you unless there's there's a, an honesty about who I am and and what I've found Jim and and it's interesting to me is that you know, some people now in the church in the body of Christ they they don't they don't want to be transparent. They don't want to be honest. They they want to just have this Sunday you know persona <laughs> that they put on you know and come to church and pretend like everything's going on when they just got in a fight with their wife or you know we're fighting with the kids in the car and they don't they don't want to be transparent and honest you know with with the Lord let alone you know uh, uh, you know brothers and sisters. Uh, in Christ, and and yet that's again that's that's the that's the that's the that's part of the key to it is that I want I'm going to be honest I'm going to lay myself um, before you you know the good the bad and the ugly so that you can relate to me and you can connect to me and we can together grow in what God would have for us um, the things that I noticed early in my ministry because as you as you mentioned to the people that the first uh, years of my ministry uh, was in the Methodist church and all I've known personally as far as living or earning a livelihood uh, for family and personal is uh, through the ministry itself but I've jumped right in and and uh, well, just look at the at my schooling, seven years of school, two degrees, and in trusting God, I graduated after seven years with uh, from two institutions with no debts and three little girls to support. Wow. <laughs> and, and God did it. Absolutely. But it, it. Barb had to support. She had to lay down her desire. Mm for a formal education to bear our children and support her husband. Yeah. And she did that lovingly, willingly, because she wanted to. And that's so important. Extreme. I think especially in ministry. Yeah. Because you're out there. Yeah. Uh, and I that's, that, yeah, that's what, that's what, you know, you had said it earlier and I was going to highlight it, but that, I mean, you said honesty and transparency, but then, the other part of it is when I want to be intimate, if I'm going to be intimate with somebody, that means I, I have to surrender my agenda, right? I have to, I have to lay down what I, what I think is best, what I think it should happen, what I think needs to be the, the, the case. And I have to surrender to what's going to be the, the collective um, agenda, you know, the, the, the agenda that's going to collectively bring us closer to God. And, and so that's so good. I mean, surrender is part of it. That you don't know. That's especially true if you're involved in, in in front of the public, because everybody gets an image of you, and none of those images are really true. But right. But it it's just you have to. Barbara simply had it had to support me, 
and I got most of the accolades, especially early. But I count on it. She was there all the time. Yeah. And I'm sure over the years, you know, you've you've done the same for her. I know, you know, personally, you know, with with some of the the health issues that she's experienced, you've you know, you've you've laid well, some let me, stuff let me and speak to that. let me speak yeah. to that right now. Wait, dog, just the two of us. Well, as as you mentioned early, uh, when I was fifty, right at the height of ministry, I was jumping across the Atlantic every every few months. But the the Lord put a screech screeching halt to all of that when I had that heart attack. And all of a sudden, Barbara had to take care of me just uh, uh, totally. And then now, the the boat has turned because she had to take care of me. And now, in our eighty, in her eighty-three years, we've run into health problems, and she cannot get around the house at all without the aid not only of a walker but of a, of a scooter mm -hmm. and uh, so it's my turn to take care of her but neither one of us would want it any other way right we need each other right it takes both halves to well it's not a half it we're both whole and we we give ourselves to each other it's not a 50 50 percent thing it's a each of you 100 percent given to the other in love caring and supporting it's just you gotta you gotta live it to prove it that's the way it is just right. like god did on the cross he lived it and proved it now he's that right. just <laughs> i can go on but i gotta be careful <laughs> right no hey that's what that that's what this time is for that's for <laughs> this is for you to to just to, well, to talk and, and flow with whatever the lord is telling you to say but you know i think um you know, being, being, of course, in, in the Methodist church and then, you know, coming into, um, you know, get Pentecostal, if you would, uh, you know, denomination with, you know, with, with grace and, and partnering with, with, uh, pastor John Castile and, you know, just being around the different denominations and the different, um, sectors of, of, of believers. How have you seen Jim that, that you know, idea the idea of kingdom intimacy of kingdom oneness. How have you seen that play out um, in, in the church uh, within ministry, and 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 the effects that that has when people when people do that? Well, one of, part of my my experience in traveling, one of the things that I discovered quite naturally as as just trying to follow the lord was that the very denomination that i felt led to leave the formal ministry in the methodist church my bishop especially did not understand speaking in tongues at all mm. and uh he he just uh it's just the way it was and i felt very strongly that it was time for me to leave the control of that denomination but Having said that, I discovered that because of my background, many a Methodist church here, especially here in the U.S., would invite me, Pastor would, uh, to 
just to come and minister in the church. And it was amazing how they would, uh, some would accept me, obviously, but there was always the reason I went, but there would be a group in the church who had received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, spoken tongues, and really didn't know what to what to do with it. And I always shared with the people that as long as they had a hearing in the fellowship they were in, that it would be best for them to stay. But when they started getting cut off and, and the people in their church did not listen, it is probably time for them to think about and pray about starting a another fellowship because we need at times fellowship with people who are who who feel the same and we can encourage one another and that's the kingdom tie that we just have to have some mm -hmm. people only have it with with one or two other people some of us the real intimate uh, ties are most of the time to a very few but we can have it with, with more if we're open and don't judge, mm. but simply hear what people have to say and pray with them and, and suggest in prayer how they might turn to correct some of the corrections that they be made. Process. I, I have been deliberate in, in but in in walking with the Lord and putting everything before him is a process it's called sanctification right Lord sanctify us all that we might be perfect and blameless before you the cross Jesus did that on the cross and when we believe we are that way but we need to grow in that and that's what I believe reason we're still here on earth the Lord has grown us up. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. And I think, you know, <laughs> it really, I don't know. It just, it's, it saddens me, um, discourages me at, at some, at times just to see that, that we don't, you know, a lot of believers don't, they don't understand the importance and the power rather that kingdom oneness kingdom intimacy has in our lives you know we're we're so quick you you said it you said we being open and not judging and and it sounds so simple and it sounds so nice but yet when we when we start like kind of walking it it it's difficult and people don't you know well they don't believe like i do and they don't they don't or rather they don't you know, they don't do worship the way that we do it, or I, they don't do this the way that their kids, you know, and we, we find, we nitpick almost, we intentionally nitpick so that we do have a reason to not be one. And yet, yet reality is God says, none of that matters. <laughs> none of that matters. The only thing that matters is that you believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God and oh, that he awesome. died on the cross for our sins and that he is coming back again for us. That is 
it. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you if you go to church in jeans or slacks. It doesn't matter if you have an organ in your church or not. It doesn't matter if you take offering at the middle or at the end. It doesn't well, matter if, that if, was, it, if that was a progress that we wouldn't have a church. Right. <laughs> right. That that is that is one that is one uh, of the things uh, I am so privileged. Let me let me respond something that is coming up to me very strongly, and that is about pastors. Yeah. They need that kind of intimate fellowship, and some quit the ministry because they can't find it. Because pastors have faults. They get irritated with people, and they feel like shouting at them, and they feel they can't because of their position. And they need a few people who stand with them and understand. And in the privacy, just the two of them, let him explode a little bit and still love him. Right. And support him. Pastors need that desperately. Mm-hmm. And that's I, just yeah, and I, right. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the, that's the reality. We, Pastors need it. We all need it as brothers, as believers in Christ. We all need those relationships in our lives if we're going to really see the the kingdom of God be manifested in our lives. And and so we we have to strive. We have to contend. I, I was going to say strive, but we. I'm taking it a step further. We have to contend for that kingdom intimacy within our, our marriages, within our families, within our churches, because that is, is, is when we can see uh, even bigger and clearer the kingdom of God being, being manifested. I, I know that when, you know, there's been, there's been times that, um, you know, Jennifer and I have been, my wife Jennifer and I have just been on the same mind track um, on, on, on a particular issue, not because, you know, we had sex the night before or we were, you know, holding hands, but because we, we have spent time, and I'm not perfect at this at all, but when you spend that time uh, and have kind of have built up time of really having kingdom intimacy with people, Something supernatural happens that can't happen any other way, and so we have to really um, we have to contend for it. We have to strive for it. We have to understand the intimacy, you know. And I say I say this to the husbands because uh, you know I'm I'm a, I'm a husband and and I'm a young husband, if you will. Um, and you know we just want to be intimate. We just want to be physical with our wives. And, and yet our wives are not, they're not, they're thinking, when we think in, as guys, when we think intimacy, we're thinking the bedroom. But when our wives think intimacy, they're thinking, sit down, talk with me, let's, let's process things. <laughs> and we don't like that as guys sometimes. But the reality is, is that, you know, the, the, the desire we have and the desire our wife has is both part of intimacy, but ultimately it's, it is an intentional closeness. Again, it's intentionally being close and, and, and allowing God to speak to us through our, uh, you know, whoever it may be, our spouse, our children, you know, other brothers and sisters, speak to us through their, you know, transparency, their honesty, uh-huh. 
And and so, um, yeah, yeah, we've got to understand that's that it's definitely, important. Definitely true. No, I look back at the sixty-five years that Barbara and I've had together, and there have there have been times when, uh, for some reason, we've just come to a disagreement. And one of the things I've discovered with myself, if I'll just look at myself and think for a minute, why am I upset about what is it in me that is irritated? And invariably, the Lord will show you. And if you'll just confess it, say, I'm sorry, it can be healed just almost immediately. <laughs> I remember when I was... I had had some surgery on my back and I was at the hospital going through some exercises and a guy was helping me and Barbara was watching so she could help me with it. And he he knew I was a pastor and he began talking with me about some of his problems with his wife. And I looked at him, I said, I've got a solution, solution for you, how to fix it. He looked at me and he said, what? I said, hold hands when he argued, and he looked at me like I was, like I was from Mars. <laughs> but I said, seriously, reach out, take her hand, look at her, and listen. Yeah. And it works. It works. Barbara has done that with me. I was trying to get angry with her, and she'd reach out and take my hand, and it just, it just takes it out of me. Right. All right. You win. I give. <laughs> yeah. It's that. It's that vulnerability that right. that that aligns us with the purpose of God. You know, the Bible says, "In our weakness, He is made strong." Right. He is glorified. He is magnified. So when I choose to be vulnerable, when I choose to 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 be intimate and be that vulnerable, transparent person, God's glorified. And God can be magnified in me and in my relationships. And, and ultimately, you know, one of the things I've noticed, Jim, and I'm sure you, you've, you've seen this too, is when, when I just say, okay, God, I'm a klutz. Like, I, I realize I'm, you know, and, I, and not just God, but when I say, which is hard, when I say to my wife, hey, I messed up. I screwed up. I, I, I don't want it to be this way. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. When, when that happens, then I'm able, God allows me to see my mate and to see the problem or the, you know, whatever's going on and see myself ultimately the way that God sees me. And when I, when that happens, man, life just, it just is so much, you know, I won't say it's, it's a breeze, but it, it's easier to, to, to pro life is so much easier to process when we see our Selves, when we see our spouse, when we see our family, when we see our workplaces, when we see our church, the way that God sees it. And in order for that to happen, we have to be have that kingdom intimacy and oneness, not just with other brothers and sisters, not just with uh, 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 our spouses, but with God, allowing that 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 oneness. He said He wants us to be one with Him, as as He's one with the Father, and. And so we've got to be one with God. And that takes us being honest with God. I mean, for crying out loud, God already knows all the, all the bad <laughs> and the ugly. And, but, you know, how funny we are. I do it sometimes, too. 
And I'm sure, Jim, you've done it over the years that we just come to God and we pretend we put on a facade. Oh, God of the universe, thou is our highest. In the, you know. And God's like, will you just be quiet and just tell, tell me what's really going on? Because I already know anyway. I just want you to hear. I want to hear you say it. So when, when we're, we're transparent, you know, uh, before God and just say, you know, OK, God, I'm really angry right now. I'm really upset and I don't have a whole lot of words to say to you, but I just really need you to help me. He, that's right. He, the best that's, prayer that's, I know. Help. Right. Right. Help. Help. You know, I mean, that's that's that is intimacy. That's oneness with God because we're being vulnerable and transparent with him. Uh, you know, he's already proven to us his vulnerability and his transparency before us. I mean, like Jim said, he was on a cross, you know, for our sins. He was ble- he bled and it was gruesome and he was mocked. I mean, his vulnerability and transparency was on display for the entire world to see for all of eternity. And so in turn, we can comfortably be vulnerable and transparent before him. And then as that happens, are we see that, okay, then I can be vulnerable and transparent and have that oneness with my wife. And I can be vulnerable and transparent and have that same oneness and, and, and intimacy with my children and my family and so on and so forth. And so intimacy, kingdom intimacy, it it far exceeds just physical connection and it goes deep within our souls and and provides something, a tool for us to to attack and and to stand against the enemy, but also to uh, unify um, ourselves with the body, the rest of the body of Christ. So. Goodness, goodness, goodness. I'd like to add right here, it comes to my mind that in your private prayer time, uh, we have a nice backyard, and I like to sit out there and just think. And I've discovered that that God allows me to have with him is beyond words. You sit in quiet, absorb the peace, pray in tongues, let let the let that in me which is in harmony with God talk. And that's the only way I know how to explain it. It's just the inner who I really am with who God really is. He God's not asking me to be something I'm not. He just wants me to be myself yeah no not trying to prove anything but just to love on him and that's where praying in tongues is such a sweet sweet fellowship just me and him it's nobody else's business just me and jesus yeah fellowshiping together i highly recommend it and someone said well i don't speak in tongues and Said it's a it's an intellectual insult. I said it's intended to be. <laughs> it's between you, who you really are, not who you think you are, and who God is, and just pray. And if you don't speak in tongues, why not? Well, and 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 it really translates to um, like husband and wife relationships, right? Because reality I, is is that. There's things that I could say to Jennifer and there's things she can say to me that we both understand, but nobody else is going to understand. 
Why? That's right. They better. Right. Better exactly. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. There's things she can say to me. Why? Because we've spent time together and there's, there's a language, if you will, that's developed between her and I that, that allows us to communicate to not just ourselves, but to the, to people around us that we're close, that we're intimate, that we're not just, you know, these random people that, that live in a house together, but that we're, we're intimate with each other. And so like you're saying, Jim, it, the, the spiritual language of speaking in tongues, um, I, you, I know you believe, I believe in it. You know, there's some people that, that don't, but, but the reality is, is that when you're intimate with, with someone, again, there's a, there's a language, there's words, there's, there's, there's a connection, um, verbally, if you will, audibly that comes from that. Um, and so, yeah, we, we, you know, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I guess I did. I no, 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 you're good. Go ahead. Is a language of government. Yes. I, I don't know how else to explain it for me personally. And there's nothing, just a little bit of sitting in my place I've set aside just for God and I. I just sit and pray in the spirit, however that expresses itself. Just we'll just settle on praying in the spirit. Yeah. That there's a strength that comes and you can face the events of the day when when things are hostile and you've got struggles with disease, a broken body, with people around you, with circumstances, you can find in the middle of all of it, in the midst of all of it, you can find strength and exceedingly great joy by being alone with Jesus and the Father. Absolutely. Absolutely. You have to develop that. You You have to work at it. He's there, he wants it, and he's available instantly if you'll turn to him. Absolutely. And I highly recommend it to all Christians who are listening. Work at it because he's there. He's there to be approached. The veil in the Holy of Holies has been ripped open by the cross of Christ. Enter in and fellowship with Jesus. Yes, 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 yes. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Woo! So that's sweet, just, man. So sweet. That, that's the core of the, the strength of every Christian. Yeah, absolutely. It's right there. Absolutely. It's beyond. It's beyond this world's expression. It, it really is. It's like when Jesus, the harder the pressure, the more time he went off on the mountain by himself. Just to renew, to core in and renew that intimate relationship that goes down to the very core of who we are. We are akin to the, of the same spirit as the creator of the universe, born into it. It's all there because of Christ. Hallelujah. Just do it. Yeah. Yes. For listening, just if, if if I don't care if you're a babe, you don't know how to do it. Just ask God help. 
Yeah. He will draw you in. Don't fight it. I mean, it's it. There's nothing evil involved. People say, "Oh, that kind of stuff is so open to evil." God will let you know, and I trust Him. He would let me know if anything evil tried to come into that space, because it cannot. Right. It cannot pass, as as the old fundamentalist likes to say. The enemy cannot cross the bloodline, and he can't. So I just uh, would like to encourage everybody to press in. I'm still where I'm 85 years old, and I enjoy it, but it still takes time for me to press into it, find it, and rest there for a while. Absolutely. Oof, so sweet, man. There's there. This episode has been sweet. All these, all the, all the episodes that I'll have a different dynamic. Man, this is just this episode has just been so sweet. I feel I feel such a sweet presence of God, and and I'm just you know like Jim said. I I just second it. I encourage you to press in to have that intimacy with God, that kingdom intimacy um, with your with your spouse, with your children. With your ch- with your church members, um, and, and it's difficult, and it, it it takes intentionality, like I said. But when you do it, God just—I mean, He—that's attractive. I mean, that's God can't help but come and, and, and rest in that, and can't God can't help but come and and abide in that, and just uh, grow and, and create things in that space. And so, um, and you know, and if you don't, you know, you don't know, know how. You know, just like Jim said, say, help, Lord, please. I want to be intimate with you. I want to be intimate with my spouse. I want to be intimate with my children. <laughs> say that again, Jim. What did you say? I, it, I was just in my, the, the, the term surrender. Kevin. Yes. Uh, it's, it, there, there's faults in my life. And God shows me. He shows me. And. Just say okay. I'm I'm sorry. Of course, it's it's with your wife. It's it's you just have to do it. But with other people, just say, well, I misspoke there, and I I forgive me. I'm sorry. I accept the correction. And at the moment, you think you've lost the connection. You have it. You've strengthened it with that person. Absolutely. I guarantee it. God guarantees. Absolutely. Well, Jim, I have thoroughly enjoyed this today, and uh, it has ministered to me, my spirit. And um, would you tell us how can how can people connect with you? I know you've got a website, and I know you've got your arrows that you put out. How how can people that um, aren't already connected to you? How can they get connected to you? Oh well, <laughs> I haven't thought of that. Well, we we have a uh, my email address is jbruner7 at msn.com and we have a a website and I send out daily arrows to people who are, I email arrows we use use the program Constant Contact and they send them out at uh, midnight our time but uh, I work at it and try to share things that I've discovered in my years with the Lord and it's just uh, the website is jimbrunnerministries.org. And uh, that's B-R-U-N-N-E-R. And uh, I'd be happy to 
share and communicate with anybody who's interested. Awesome, Jim. Thank God does it. It's God's work, not mine, that's for sure. Yeah, isn't that the case for all of us? So we're we're again, thank you so much, Jim, for being on the podcast today. Yeah. We're gonna no other pleasure. And we're gonna put all that contact information that Jim just mentioned in the podcast notes. Hey, listen, be encouraged, people of God, to go deeper in your intimacy with God. I know I've been encouraged today. And, 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 and I know, I hope I, I know. And I, and I also hope uh, at the same time that you are encouraged to, to go deeper and as a surrender to God and to surrender to your, your, your family, surrender to your marriage and allow God to, to minister uh, to you through that and allow him to show himself to you in a greater way. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. We hope that you tune in uh, later this week where we're going to uh, release another episode this week called The Power of a Thank You. It's going to be awesome. We love you guys. Be blessed and we'll see you next time.